0: In a high-tech world where people have ever-increasing courage to sit behind a screen and dole out opinions without consequence, comes three heroes prepared to fight back through the safety of our microphones and digital airwaves. You've got one star for us? Well, we've got three stars for you. Here comes Three Stars podcast ready to dish it out.
1: Bill, your bar looks like the land of misfit booze. It's like every free thing you ever got from a distributor.
2: Yeah, you you want a Ferrari shot? I hear they're (laughs) phenomenal.
0: (laughs) Hello, welcome to Three Stars Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha. I'm here with my two elaborately amazing bros. Ooh, I like that. I'm trying to think of new adjectives because okay. I always say amazing. Or we something. should make a list. I should. It yeah, was uh, make a book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should. Well, we're
3: gonna do the insult book. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: We got a couple of books on the uh, the menu. Uh, but I'm here with my two great bros, brill, Bill and Brad. Say hi, gents.
2: What's up, Brill? What's up, y'all?
0: <laughs> brill and bad. bad. Bad and Brill. Bad. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate all of you who choose to listen to us rant about crappy Yelp reviews. We are in season four, episode two. And if you haven't heard, we're trying to clean up our vernacular. So no more F bombs or Whoa
3: that's hot actually. Lessening, I, I never of F-bombs. lessening of the F bombs.
0: Lessening of the F bombs. Uh and a bit more um I don't know, business like I guess is what we're going for. More professional is, that, is yep. that what we're trying for? Yeah. Trying uh, to reach a
2: wider audience. Subscribe
3: and tell us how we're doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at uh, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter Twatter, uh, any podcast platform that well, almost any podcast platform Wait, that you, you can listen say, to.
2: You can say Twatter, but I can't say fuck. But, <laughs> it's like water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Okay. And you just said
0: it. You gave one of your F's away for okay. no good reason. I know. God, I Bill. Would, it served
2: a very specific purpose. Mm. Uh,
0: we are also trying to get onto Amazon. They have not picked up our podcast podcast. podcast yet so but almost any other podcast platform you can find us on go ahead and give a cute little like thumbs up heart uh, subscribe make sure to leave us a review too we haven't had any reviews in a while so you know now that we're cleaning up our act please go ahead and leave us a review if you're feeling gutsy enough today today we're bringing back a guest who was um, an amazing our, guest, our and an, guest. Our first our guest. Our first guest. I'm hosting. Sorry. Who? Who, who was an amazing who? guest, who was our first guest, in the Milestone, Season 1, Episode 10, he, this gentleman is a bar owner. He's a third-generation bar owner, actually. Let me clarify that. He owns three bars here in Denver, Colorado. Oh, two. Now two. I'm oh, getting no. the two The Good two thing fingers. we're
3: here to catch up. I know. Wow. And,
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, he, he's a judge for many craft cocktail competitions. He's the proud owner of the Avril Lavigne Punk Bar. He's a national brand ambassador for Woody Creek Distillery. Was the winner of the American Bartender of the Year in 2014, and recently won the Best Bar Mentor at Tales of the Cocktails 2022. Uh, in 2014, his flagship bar, Williams and Graham, has been nominated. Was nominated for a James Beard Award. He's been. Uh, it's also been named one of the world's top 50 bars by Drinks International Magazine in 2015. He is a forceful and backbone, amazing advocate for his employees and he's one of our favorite bar restaurant owner responders on all the review platforms. Let's give it up for Sean Kenyon! Sean, hi!
3: Holy shit, that's a long introduction. I know. <laughs> I was like, that's right after I got done telling Sean we're on a limited time <laughs> frame here. <laughs> Sorry, your resume's too long, Sean. Yeah, it's
1: okay.
0: Sean, thank you very much for coming back. We um, really do appreciate you I'm psyched to be here,
1: especially since it's so close to my house now.
0: I, isn't this great? That's <laughs> yeah, great. It's the best thing ever. Uh, the last time we did have you on, our episode had to be cut into two parts. Uh, it was quite a lengthy episode. I personally learned much about you, more than I had read about you, which is always nice when you have, you know, you get to sit down and drink and just chat with somebody, you actually get to know who they are. Um, And uh, our last episode, we, we, of course, went over some reviews and we got the actual first hand info. 411 about those reviews because you know about them, you've responded to them. Um, so this this time around, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do the same thing, but we're also going to talk about um, the Best Bar Mentor and explain to me, because I sure as shit don't know what that entails, as well as everybody else who doesn't know. And we're just going to catch up on the two years after the pandemic and what's been going on with your two bars, the Occidental and yeah, Williams and Graham.
1: We spoke during the shutdown mm-hmm. last time. We yeah, we did. We, we did. set up. We set up in my closed down bar. We did. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: that was that was a big thing for us. And thank you again, very much for allowing us to come into your bar and to record. That's oh, that was huge. So great on
2: site, it was, it was yeah, huge it was
0: a it was a three for you know episode ten. Sean Kenyon, who's a legend, and Sean's bar, the Occidental. I mean, it was big for us. So. All righty. Before we go ahead and dash this lovely walnut bitters, we're gonna have a drink. Brad, what are we what are we drinking today, sweetie?
3: Well, I handed Sean a cocktail, and he said, "Is this my cocktail?" And I said, "Yes," because it is quite literally Sean's cocktail. Oh! Uh, I bought a book during the shutdown, and it is called the Happy Hour Handbook. And it's a bunch of uh, bartenders and bar owners from the area. Who got together, collaborated, and each bar submitted a cocktail and a food item, so that people could be at home and still enjoy the things that they had, you know, when they were out and about. So, Williams and Graham was a contributor, and uh, we are drinking the uh, maple walnut old fashioned. Hell yeah! That's why. It, that's why it was delicious. Oh, I'm excited. Ugh.
0: Should we have a little sip before we go any further? We should
3: absolutely have a sip. And And I'm going to I'm going to admit that I did not use all of the ingredients as they are in your recipe.
1: Just F the recipe. Yeah. See? Was that good? I just said it.
3: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I, I followed I followed (laughs) the the recipe, just not the same
0: Mm.
1: exact brands.
3: I gotcha.
0: That's good.
1: I don't you you know, most of the most of the drinks that I write that I contribute, especially to cocktail books and things that are going to be in the in the public arena are not brand specific specifically because people don't, you know, they're not going to, they they may have a bourbon at their house right? and it may, might not be this pre- specific bourbon that I put in the, in the book, but I still want them to be able to make it. So right. I don't, you know, I don't make a drink that's particularly fashioned for one gin and one gin right. only, and the drink will be screwed. Plus, first of all, your drinks too freak freaking particular you, 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 you fuck you can fuck say
3: fuck it fuck fuck yeah it was, it was, was really more, hard it was more more all of the sexual yeah. innuendo oh, okay. that we kept catching and, okay.
0: and the f-bombs between all three of us because yes. we do was, like to use it f-bomb but
3: sexual okay. i feel so much f-bomb so much better now
1: <laughs> but all i i don't i mean first of all if you if you write a drink that is specific to one gin and one gin only and it'll be all screwed up if you if you See, I'm still holding back the F-bombs, but uh, if it would be all screwed up if you change gins like that, that recipe is too particular. Like it's way too particular. And it's, I don't think that makes any, that makes any sense at all. So when I contribute to a book or I contribute to a website or whatever it is, I write a cocktail that, that will span the entire category except for the, obviously the outliers. I mean, you know, there's some, there's some weird, I love Leopold's Maryland rye, Leopold brother's Maryland rye. But it is such an unusual rye that it doesn't fit a lot of rye recipes, but most ryes will fit a drink like this. You know, it makes right. it, it makes sense, you know, and you can make adjustments. and, and that's yeah.
3: honestly, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, there's no way that you would not you, but like that all of the people in this book are gonna assume that everyone's got this particular spirit, right? right They'll use a version of it. I mean, I already had black walnut bitters. I did not have the specific brand of of black walnut bitters. Yeah. So I used what I had. And I mean, I think it still turns I think out yeah, it's great. just it's, fine. It's gin, especially and if you're sitting at home and you just want one. Yeah. Right? Especially sitting home, no bars are open,
1: exactly. anything like that. I mean, even the, I think, you know, we, we actually sold our last copy of the happy hour handbook on Saturday night. Oh, wow. which is, oh you yeah. still had some? We had some. Yeah. We had, we had, we had one, oh, wow. one wow. Uh, paperback copy left that we forgot about. And, a bartender from out of town came in and thought it, they thought it was my cocktail book like it's like yeah I got one I have one I put one in there my hands are on the cover right but, your hands are on the cover but uh you know but he bought it anyway and and you know he had the drink that was in it while he was while he was there and it was cool to be able to sell it you know still but- i
3: actually had no idea that they were even still there because i had gone onto the website and it, on the website it says that they're sold out yeah but that was because they were at the individual bars yeah. is that correct
1: yeah, they, I mean, they' some of the bars still have them. We thought we were sold out. Yeah, months, ago, you know, maybe a year, a year plus ago. So, we got it. We got a nice little check from that that project uh, that we put immediately into our employee fund and. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool to, it was cool to be able to do that, to be able to sell the book and to see that it helped a lot of people in our industry. And, and hopefully a lot of the people who contributed did the same thing and and put it right back in funds for their, for their staff. Right. That's really what it was for. That's what it was for. I remember when it came out.
0: Do we have any shout outs today?
2: (laughs) Uh, As a matter of fact. I I have a shout out. Yeah, what is this? I saw um, I saw this happening in did, real time. Did you click the link? Uh, no, I was afraid to.
3: Yeah, no. Uh, go ahead and and see what pops uh, up.
2: I'm not falling for that again, Brad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be that dude that's sitting on. Never mind.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know the one. You know the one. It even says dudeism. I'm I'm getting more and more nervous. Yeah, I thought that's what this was. What does it say, Bill? So you're ordained in. Uh, Dudeism in our race for the titles, Church of Bill. Dude? Uh, I'm going to do this right in, now. In our so. race for titles, whatever. What Would you have to fill I, out? A,
3: I am up by one. A form, and I want to shout out, Bill. I thought you if, got ordained as like an actual minister. I, I not, did. I got ordained by the Universal Life Church, and I am now also ordained by Dudeism.com, the Church of the Latter Day Dude. I'm doing this. So I,
1: I am an ordained.
3: You're shouting
0: out to yourself, dude.
1: Yeah,
3: that's, seriously, seriously. <laughs> Wow, oh, that's so Oh uh, my
0: goodness. <laughs> it's Sorry, kinda Sean. boo
1: not cool. It's kinda masturbatory,
3: honestly. Yeah, Wait, Thank you. Cool. you. did you hear that knocking under the bar? That was me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've I have glassware and infusions down there. No? You better be careful. That's not that doesn't follow uh that's not OSHA protocol, dude. Uh Bill, do you otherwise
3: have any shout outs?
2: Uh no. Uh, I mean, I'm Sean Kenyon, I guess. I mean, I'm really.
3: I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Kenyon, who's sitting in your bar. I'm the yeah, last he's deep like about.
2: three seconds. He's like, "Yo, your, your display looks like uh, what do you call it? The island of misfit the, toys. The land of misfit <laughs> booze." <Yeah. laughs> we actually have it every every bar I've I've
1: I've worked at. That's what I've dubbed it. There's always there's always a shelf, uh, a container. Uh, a box somewhere full of things that distributors gave you. Oh yeah, the dust. Yep. Yeah, we we always called it the land of misfit booze. Yeah, that's yes.
2: actually the hardest thing I found about like stocking a bar. Well, hardest and easiest because it's like you go to the liquor store to buy liquor that you're gonna drink, but you're like, boy, you, I need triple sec or I need peach schnapps. You're not gonna get hand boned on peach schnapps. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's gonna stick around way longer in your bottle of Jamie. I, guess I mean, it depends on how bad the pandemic was for yeah. you. Yeah, I was drinking grandma straight by the end of the pandemic. So luckily, my my
1: liquor cabinet was pretty broad. And or is pretty broad and, and, uh, we didn't get down to the, we didn't get down to the, to the rough stuff by the time. <laughs> and I, I always had, a, I, I could always jump into my bar and, and drink what I wanted to drink if sure. I wanted to. And my brother and I right. did plenty of We're not open. We still plenty got plenty of yeah, stock. <laughs> still got plenty of stock. And at the, you know, it, in those uncertain times, you didn't know if we were ever going to be able to o- open again. I mean, I had faith all of the course. way through, but, um, you know, we, we definitely drank a lot of the good stuff over the, over the course of the shutdown.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now that we've given a shout out to Brad, who seems to
1: wait, Brad gave a shout out yeah. to Brad. Oh, I'm Brad sorry. You're right. Thank you. Yes. Uh,
0: uh, so apparently, Brad's giving his own shout outs because apparently he doesn't get enough attention. <coughs> We're gonna go ahead and move into the appetizers. And Sean, is last time, we like to let our guests go ahead and read. Uh, if you would like to read the appetizer, you're welcome to. If you don't, absolutely. Mention,
1: uh, this is from September 2022. Uh, it says, "Good drinks." but be careful as they try to add drinks to Bill. Whoa. Hey, Bill. (laughs) Uh, To Bill, you never ordered, hoping you will be too buzzed to notice. I think they were too buzzed to write this. I think think so, too. This is definitely a place for beta millennials to voice their intersectionality oppressions out loud. Holy yeah, shit. I got to Google G-
3: that word. Glossary. I, please. I actually did have to Google that word because that Sean, word? you sent this to me like a month or so ago. And yeah. I was like, I don't even know what intersectionality means.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start with this one. I, I believed I responded, uh, I responded not publicly to this person just to, to ask me to, you know, please, you know, to, to say, please, uh, Tell me how, or tell me what you know. What got billed to your to your bill that that didn't you that know, wasn't yeah that wasn't specific uh, that you didn't consume. Um, you know, the lack of specifics is always difficult for me because it's like yeah they add stuff to your bill because they hope you know there's a lot of assumptions going on there. Like it, it's it's funny because it happens in in a lot of reviews if you look over the if if you look over over the course of them you know they they always
2: have these assumptions that we're trying to screw them in some way. Yeah. You know, I remember that from business, like entrepreneurial economics in college. I think that was the first rule is like, make sure you screw your customer over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, there's,
1: we're all human. There, mistakes get made. Sometimes, uh, sometimes somebody picks up a table that's not their own and adds a drink to it. And that could end up there. And we'll, we'll own that every single time. And they don't even give you a chance to fix any of that. Or even if we did fix it on site, which I'm assuming that they, that we did, you know they're not giving you credit for that in any way. It's it's just it's it's just you could tell by the way it was written. It was probably written at, at four in the morning. Yep. After mm-hmm. they decided that we were trying to screw them out of the sixteen dollars. That was probably for an extra drink. Or and I've had this whatever. happen
3: before. I I only had it happen once, but I was at a bar where I started a tab. When I gave them my last name to close out my tab, it was not my tab, yeah. because they closed out the tab with someone else's who had the same last name. Right. Right. And it turned out that like, I I wasn't sure was this, was it charged to my card, to their card, to whatever, right. but I didn't get pissed about it. I just nah. checked my bank account. Everything's good. Straightened it out with them. No problem. Well, right. Like but that. people, but people like this, they get all fucking butthurt about it. And then they write some stupid review using words that we have to look up. Right, which oh. to,
2: to that point, uh, the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender as they apply to a given individual or group, regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. Jesus. Right. So this That's guy's, a lot of big words. So yeah. honestly, if you look at it, it's syllables. a two
1: sentence review, right? It looks <laughs> right. like them it word. looks like the first <laughs> sentence was written by a drunk person, the second <laughs> sentence was cut and paste by that same drunk person from something else they read. Yeah. Right? right. It's not like I didn't write this. You know, because the, you know, add drinks to Bill never ordered, you know, like really, really kind of seems like they were hammered and then said, well, I got this great quote, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to cut right. it and paste it because <laughs> my
3: best friend used yeah. this as the, the final time. sentence for yeah. his thesis. Right, right.
1: <laughs> You know, and, and I mean, first of all, so this person is definitely judging the people they were surrounded by and putting yep. them all in one, one big basket category. Right. Yep. All yes. of the people. Now
3: yeah. it's not even just the, the bartender who may have accidentally. No, put it's the a, whole bar. And right, I feel like now now that's everybody. Kind of, that's right.
2: projection. I think just from what I can dissect from this, uh projection yes. beta like beta production. millennials
1: right that's just assuming i think that's there's a whole group of people that just assume millennials are all in their beta category you right. know like that whole alpha male beta male kind of bullshit yep. you know and i i mean it's a it's a bad bucket judgment yeah all the well, way around the
3: funny thing is samantha's brother would uh would categorize this yelper as a uh as a beta male, a beta, Bob.
0: Yeah, a beta male, Bob.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Instead of an alpha male,
3: he's Instead a beta, of, male, he's bob. A beta bob. male,
0: Bob. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I saw, You know, any, most people who proclaim themselves as alpha males are, are actually, are, yeah, yeah, are, are definitely not. quite the opposite. If, yeah. It, you know, that whole that whole categorization of that is is sort of ridiculous because people don't exist on one plane. Yeah. You know, you know you're not always alpha. You're not always beta. It's not. I mean, you. It's depends on the situations.
0: Yeah. And I fi- if you're
3: always, sorry, if you're always alpha, you're probably a D D-back.
0: More than likely, yeah. I find it really interesting that they still gave a three star review or three stars. Hell yes for the drinks. I mean, that's, that's uh, great. Yeah, that's great. I mean, but they're but he said they're good drinks. Like I think both places have better than just good drinks. Yeah, you know I think the Occidental and Williams Graham both have phenomenal outstanding outlier drinks, you know, drinks that you, there are hard to find and you actually have to think about making these cocktails and it's not just a Jack and Coke. That's I will yeah. say that I that's did get drink. one
3: bad cocktail at Williams and Graham once I had gone in there and uh, it was back when CMG was working there Yeah. and he forgot to put the sweetening agent in the cocktail. Ooh. So it was just this glass of, flour. Flour. of lime juice. Yeah. yeah you're juice. not a lime fan either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That'll get you. And
3: he was like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: and that's, that's an honest oh. mistake.
1: It's a slip and fall.
3: It happens.
0: Um, However, being the fact that this is a (laughs) three-star review...
1: There's so much drunkenness in this sh- review. Yeah,
0: it's shit. Yeah. There's it the was- drunken first yeah.
1: sentence, the drunken cut and paste, <laughs> no. and then, you know, wants to slam us as much in both sentences to slam us. Yes. The and then this says three stars. They, it's like they slipped and fell into the three-star. They're yeah. like, oh,
2: went to go hit one, one and hit three and hit send. Yeah. This yeah. Not is not from September attention. of this year, too. This yeah. is yeah.
3: pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I is. said, Sean Sean texts me late at night, and I mean, you would think that I was drinking because I responded. I was like, ah, look at this jackass, his his battery's almost dead, but then I realized there was actually Sean's <laughs> screenshot of his own phone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was
4: Sean's battery that's almost dead.
1: Yeah, at the end of the night, I'm not, I'm not connected to power all night. So, yeah.
0: was, I'm going to, you know, if I could give zero stars, I would, but I'm going to go ahead and give this a one star.
2: Yep. Ditto. Yeah. Well, I'll go one. For yeah. Sure. And it's a sympathy one star. Yeah. I feel bad a for good this way person. To put
0: it. Yeah. It's a sympathy one star, a mercy one star. All I'll right. I'll have
2: you know, I tried to come into Williams and Graham and they, they weren't open. So, you know. <laughs> I, so three we started So, not so you
3: didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. get in. So, uh. so they wouldn't let me in. I had to go across the street. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've actually seen that review too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like three in the afternoon, man. What we the, we WTR. get. I
1: mean, you know, we talked about this last time. Is we get so many reviews of people that can't get in because they don't want to wait. Right, and they they pan us because they can't get in, and it makes us automatically exclusive. Like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm not oh, going to yeah. apologize they don't, they for being don't let busy. do our kind in here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: it's it's really funny how people just refuse to own up to the mistakes that they make. Right. Oh, you're not open at three in the afternoon. Yeah, oops, our bad. Instead yeah. of you know, instead nope. they go and they're like, Nah, I'm, I'm not going in there. Couldn't even get in. Well, yeah, because we're not open. Yeah. There's or a sign that says
1: closed. I didn't. I didn't call and check to see if Friday night at seven p.m. there would be a wait. Yeah, right. And they come in and there's a two and a half hour wait, right. and they're angry with us for but it. You it's know,
0: like, dude, check yourself at the door. Check yourself I, before you wreck yourself. I think Seriously? you
1: look. You look back a couple of years at our reviews. Once and the guy said he was. Not, he was not gay enough to get in. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my no, goodness. No, he, he said. Yeah, he said. He, he said he wasn't. He. You know. He said we definitely. We definitely cater to people with alternative lifestyles in quotes oh. as he put you know and he wow. wasn't he wasn't gay enough to get let in does not
2: it say something he, along he those lines on your website for occidental he like, wasn't beta millennial enough <laughs> yeah.
0: jeez louise yeah. all right one star all around for this appetizer let's go ahead and move into a lovely segment that i really enjoy behind bars with bill
2: Uh, so this is going to be more, this is going to take a different approach. I'm going to do some Q&A with Dr. <gasps> oh, Kenyon I over like here. Uh, so the question that is just weighing on my mind <laughs> and, and everyone else's. Uh, so congratulations on Bar Mentor of the Year. BCO's. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. And uh, on that note, why were, why were you not nominated for Bartender of the Year?
1: Uh, because I've already won that award nationally twice, and yeah. they usually kind of take you off the list. I knew oh. that was the answer to the question, but I wanted to come <laughs> yeah, yeah. out <laughs> swinging.
2: Not this guy again. Oh, this fucking
1: <laughs> I mean, they, you're not automatically... It used to be at Tales of the Cocktail, you were automatically ineligible once you won that category, and then people were like, we can't be the best bar years and years in a row. I would never say that, but that's what that was right. the argument, right? So. You know, after after a while, they they just they decided to go ahead and open it up to people. So now people have won a couple
2: of times. No no individual has won a couple of times, but bars have won a couple of times. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So we should probably back up. We we'll would talk about tales of the cocktail because, like, for the layman, right? I mean, I did, I just found out about this this year. I saw mm-hmm. I saw it popping up on my instant my you know social media or whatever that I don't have anymore. It's
1: only been around for fifteen something like 20, that, yeah. 20 yeah. years. Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I've only
2: yeah. been. <laughs>
3: Behind bars as
2: well yeah. for 15 bills, or 20 years. So. So, sometimes <laughs> Bill's a little
3: slow
1: on the
2: air. Whoa!
3: Not dude, the only one because
0: I didn't hear about uh, Tales of the Cocktail until a couple years ago yeah. from Colin. So it's, so. yeah, it's kind
1: of like inside baseball, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's it's the people in the industry. There's a lot of people in the industry that know that it was all this like Tales of the Cocktail started out in 2002 as, you know, it was like people who were starting to bring back old classic cocktails and and the old recipes and things started to get together in one place because they consider New Orleans to be the cradle of the cocktail, like the place that it was created. New New Orleans or New York, depending on who you're talking about. Uh, And these very interested people, probably just, you know, a few you know like less than 50 people at the beginning got this idea within a few years it was 2 3 the first time i went was was year 3 and there was maybe like 3000 people there this year there was almost 50000 it's like every bartender i follow
2: on social media right was it was right. insane like and i'm like why am i not here like, It is.
1: <laughs> it, it be it's it's like our it's it's like our emmys our grammys our it's global right yeah. it's a global thing bartenders from all over the world come into new orleans for this one week we throw parties. We throw events. There's an award show.
0: There needs to be a TV show.
1: What's that? It's it's pretty insane. There was you get a, your nails done. Was I get I got my nails done? Before,
0: no, but I mean, before,
1: but yeah. I, I Colin had uh, had
3: also oh, gotten his nails done. He's yeah, like, that you was guys all went. And that, got was your nails one, no, done that was one. No, that
1: was one of our <laughs> one of our events. We had we had. Um, uh, we had nail techs at, at one of our events to give bartenders manicures. Yeah. What well, you know what that's Which is
2: fascinating. Fantastic. Right, yeah. I'm just yeah. now thinking about this, like I mean I take I, I, t- I got you know, I take care of my hands. Like I think about it as like like your guest sees that shit. You know right. if you got shit underneath yeah. your underneath your nails and stuff, that's gross. Dale DeGroff taught me that in
1: like two thousand one. You know, he was like, he was like, people never take care of your hands, but you're, you're crafting everything with your hands. Mm -hmm. You're not wearing gloves. Your hands have to be in immaculate shape all the Mm -hmm. time. So people trust what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to wash every, every single second of the day in front of people to show them that, that you take care of your hands. You know I mean? We're doing every, you know, sushi chefs aren't, aren't wearing gloves. Right. You know, that because they wash their hands constantly and mm-hmm. so do we, and it's just to take care of your hands. So people trust what you're doing.
2: I never, like I thought about it, but never on that level. Like I, you, you might've sold me, I might be a start getting manicures. I, I thought about finger tattoos. I didn't know, ever think I could pull it off, but now well, you got me yeah, considering. So You'd do both. It's on now. Okay. Yeah. Question number two, moving on. Uh, how were you nominated for bar mentor of the year? So there, there's a nomination, there's a nomination process
1: that starts in January. Most years, uh, where you know people can nominate any for any any of the categories that come up. Right. They open you can the even site, self-nominate. You can self-nominate Brad if you as want. Brad has. Yeah, I mean, he already <laughs> he Self-congratulated <laughs> earlier. <laughs> just didn't self-nominate. You can anybody can nominate you. So you know when you see somebody posting like, it's amazing that I got nominated. It's like any anybody can nominate you. It's not like a judges judges nominate you. Nominate you. Then it goes to from the nominations, it goes to a, a global panel of judges. Um, I think it's three hundred people total around the world, um, that narrow those down regionally first, uh, and then down to international and, and, and U S and then down to the, to a top 10, to a top four. And the judges keep going. They don't re vote every time. So, you know, it, it's, they, they only re vote from the top 10 to the top four. Okay. okay. You know, so it, they just kind of announce it to make it dramatic, you know, all, along the way. But, um, I didn't, I didn't nominate uh, the staff at, at my bars nominated, nominated me. I had one nomination except so, people can be nominated. So it doesn't matter how many times you've been nominated. The judges see it, you get announced, right? Um, And and then they vote, so that's where the top tens and all those all that kind of stuff comes from.
0: So your staff nominated. My staff nominated
1: again. I knew the answer to that question
2: already going in, but I I I just thought it was. uh, Did
1: you see me cry in the acceptance speech? I did. I I do my research,
2: sir. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I and I, I want to touch on that because I mean, I don't know if you're an avid listener of the podcast, but like I've had lots of bosses, and I could count on one hand how many I would, you know. Consider working for again, let alone nominate Nominate? for any kind of award aside for maybe like biggest piece of ass. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Uh, So I think I mean we We should have the Rotten Tomato Awards. Absolutely! Oh God, that's that's a right there. That's a special. Write that down. Yep. Uh, But um, yeah, I think that's really fascinating to like. I want uh, to have a staff that enjoys working for you so much that they nominate you for an award like that just boggles my mind.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually. It's the third time they nominated me for that award and and um you know I I they they let me read the the letter last year cuz they were so disappointed that I didn't I didn't make you know I didn't make the top 10 etc um and then this year this year I got they didn't let me read it this time uh I got to see it I got to see it through uh through channels and and I was I, I was blown away I like I I honestly I can say this 100% I did not care about the actual award the actual plate any of those things once i read that because i knew that i i always say i can the, the best thing i can do is make a strong effect within our walls you know and if that radiates outwards that's great right you know but i can only concentrate on the people in front of me right now um you know just like a great bartender you know you concentrate on the people in front of you right now you know so the people that are in our building those people that we can take care of and hopefully we leave something with them that you know they can bring to the next place they work, or when they become when they become a manager or an owner or something like that, they can take a little bit from it. I did I did from my mentors and the people that, um, that, that were important in my career. And you know, a lot of times it's I learned as much from the people who were awful as I did oh, from yeah. the people who were who were good. I think I've we learned, talked about that yeah, in the last episode. Yeah, I've learned good things from the people who were terrible too. Yeah, <laughs> not just but but not just you know I also learned how not to be terrible. Yeah, I mean part of part of growth part of you know always striving to be a better human being a better bartender a better whatever it is is constantly being a student Right, the minute yeah. you think you got it all, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah nobody no, wants I, to work with you. Yeah, with yeah I got it. Like I, you know, I know everything, and, and you know, <laughs> the, I, the minute you think you've got
3: it all, a TV show like Drink Masters comes I out. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what? I fell asleep watching that last
2: night in preparation. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, it, yeah, and and I, I mean, there's, I, I, hopefully, we have some time to talk about Drink Masters because there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, <laughs> but to be good at anything, you have to constantly be in learning mode, you know. And there's no even even like great zen masters and and you know and buddhists and things you know that are that have kind of elevated to a point are always still learning about themselves about the world around them yeah you know and it's important for us to do so and 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 in mentoring like you know i've never never in my life not one time have i looked at somebody and said i'm gonna mentor this person oh no like, just i'm gonna take this person under my wing and that's gonna be it because that's a that's a, there's a lot of hubris to that yeah right. that's funny
2: because I've definitely caught myself doing that like, right. I'm like okay this guy is you know he's got yeah. like six months experience yeah. versus my 20 like I gotta teach him some stuff and there's but.
1: effective ways to do to, to do so and there's effective ways to stand in and say hey you know what let's let's you and I let's you know let's go over this let's you know let's look at look at our process let's we all use the word you know hour a lot right you and I we're gonna do this right. together because they're gonna they're gonna learn to influence from you if you say this is my way and, right, this, and I'm gonna impress this on you, you know, and you're gonna learn my way. It's never really gonna work. No, right? it's the way. Anyways. It's a it's a relationship and right. and you can't and, and I think I, I might have said this in the last time, you can't call yourself a mentor in, until somebody else calls you that. Right. Right. You know, it's not it's it's a it's an organic relationship that begins with a mutual a mutual desire, a mutual, mutual need. Yeah. Right. And and you can't just decide one day you're you're a mentor. Right. I, I mean there's uh, it's like I look at this and this is fascinating to me but these people that call themselves life coaches <laughs> like <laughs> what the
2: f- but they live in their the mom's basement What the fuck is that right.
1: the, I know somebody that is a life coach that has not held a job for for more than 3 or 4 months or you know like for years Yeah, but and they're they can't figure out what coach. they're doing but they're that's not that's their job now now they're they're giving great advice to people to help them live better lives like it's not I would call what, that a hack though I mean <laughs> what I just don't know what qualifications do, do you have for this, this like created this created career and who's paying you for that. Right. You know yep. I mean? It makes people no who can't figure somebody. it out themselves. Yeah. Right. Which you is know? sad. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just that, but same with mentorship is like, you can't just decide one day, like I'm going to mentor people. I, I know I've been doing this a very long time and I've learned, I've learned some things and I'm not, I'm,
2: I'm quite often wrong. Yeah. And I know? think, I think that's an interesting, uh, Scenario to find yourself in, you know, like you have to know, like, okay, this is a coaching opportunity versus, like, oh, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because this right. person is not receptive to right what I have to say, you know. And
3: what I had told Bill uh, a couple of days ago was that when that that he's he's had some mentoring. Oh uh, yeah, times I love this quote that, that, have, this that have come up where you know he may be the most experienced person behind the bar, and then he's trying to teach someone something, and then they basically like. Instead of like just being his Padawan, they end up becoming a Sith Lord. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, it's just not,
2: it's not. Yeah. I'm not meshing. a great teacher. I'm not. I'll be the first to admit. And I wanted to touch on this. Uh, you said "r" and like how you approach that word. Cause more often than not, when someone says us or we, to me behind the bar, they mean me. Yeah. And so like, just to have that understanding of just like that, that, I mean, it's such a little thing, but I think it's like that, that, uh, attention to detail. Like, I think it's very important to like, I actually, that.
1: I caught myself earlier. Cause I was talking about, I was talking about our staff and I, I used the word my staff and in, in my head, I was like, no, it's not right. that, you know, they don't belong to me. It's, it's, we're, we're a collective, you know, and, and we work together and they know I'll work side by side with them and do every single thing in the building that that needs right. to get done. You know, and and once you once you reach a level where you're like, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, clean the toilets anymore, or right. I don't have to. I mean, uh, I was I was scooping, I was sc- scooping vomit with you know with with gloves on Who out of that? our yes, urinal, oh. out of our urinal, like six months ago oh. in a bar, and the staff's coming in, they're all trying to stop me from doing it. It's like. If I, I'm going to do that. I don't want to put you in a position to do this. It's disgusting. The, uh, the old urinal you know? yak. Dude, yeah. like,
2: you just triggered some shit. Like, yeah. I remember I remember working in a club. Like, uh, I'll just say it. I'll light them up. I was at native, and I remember I was cleaning out a toilet oh. in, like, you know, like, dressed nice to the sleep. nines, dude. I'm like, yo, this is, like, my favorite tie, and you got me cleaning <laughs> shit out of us. like, this is not cool. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I, I know you like music. I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. I was, uh, I was reading this article, and it was... Uh, Billy Howardell was talking to Trent Reznor's uh, sound tech or something, and he said something along the lines of, "You know, like Trent won't ever ask you to do anything that he wouldn't do, right? But he can do a whole hell of a lot." Yeah, and like just like you, you're talking about cleaning out toilets, cleaning the old, the old yak, urinal situation, like that's that's humbling, you know? Like that's.
1: It was middle of Friday night. I'm not gonna pull somebody off the floor Fuck and be like, no. "Hey, oh,
2: hey, I I need
1: you right now to put some gloves on and scoop this." Yeah, because it, we have a we have one of those floor urinals like it goes all yeah. the way the drain is on the floor, so, it like it, every time somebody flushed it was starting to oh burst. God. Oh. Yeah, so I had to get in there I had to get in there yeah, um you know, it, but that's not I'm not patting myself on the back for that it's just it's just the way you have to
2: you have to be yeah I know you know I think you're I mean I. I equate bartending to a lot of things and I think like Buddhism and just like, just stoicism is a big part of it. You know, like if you react to every D bag that gets in your face or writes you a terrible review in this with the same energy, like you're going to have a real not fun life. But
1: if you take that, so you take that into your everyday, your, your nightly, you know, your nightly routine. And, and for me, I always said, Whatever energy people are, are shining towards me, it's not a reflection on me. No. When somebody comes in, I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? What's going on? What's going on? They just look at me, and they're like, vodka soda. Yeah. Like, they don't want to You know, – I'm not going to be like, that's not – they're not being personal with me. It's just whatever's going on in their lives right. outside, they brought that energy with them into the building. They're going to sit down. They're going to demand a vodka soda with, with no greeting, no no hello, no kindness and everything. My hope is to take that – and eventually, by the end, they're saying goodbye to me and high-fiving right, me, right? Right. Your friends you know, on I'm gonna, Instagram. I'm gonna tell yeah, you. I'm gonna turn that. Yeah, they're they following me on Instagram. You know, what I mean, but I'm gonna turn that around. As I'm gonna try to do that as as much as possible. I think that's a you big know? part of the and gig for sure. And it's also part of Yelp reviews. Like people have their own perspective of how things happened. Many times it's fucking wrong. But <laughs> like, you know, because they because they when we're they're making assumptions about what we're thinking and how what we're trying to do. Right. We we're saying this earlier that they can like everybody's trying to screw you. They're trying to add things to your bill. They're trying to do this, they're trying to you do that.
2: Literally just said we don't do that to people. Yeah, like no. they come in with their preclevities and right. we, you know, we offer an uh, opportunity to get past that. Whereas they are they're n- not afraid to tell us exactly what we're thinking or what we're doing. Or what is or is not happening behind the bar?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I I think it's, it's it's funny when you see it. It's it's a, uh, you know, and it, and it's always you know to get everybody to not take everything personally is it is a unique trait. It's a difficult. Right? Thing it's to really hard to, to think sure. to think to yourself, like okay, you know. This isn't personal. This person they're they're not angry at me. They're not shitty to me. It's something that's going on for them. It's really hard. You know, it's, it's super it's, hard. It's, you know, to to be able to do so. And to teach people to do that is is difficult. You have to you a lot of times you have to find the right people. You have to find somebody that's comfortable enough in their own skin to be able to know that everything that happens to you is not a is not right. a
2: personal attack. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a good lead-in. Uh, so, my last question, or you know, my third question, is in your opinion, what is the most important trait or traits in a bartender? Yeah, um, patience. Ooh, yeah, that's a big one for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. It's hard to be patient when you're moving Mach three all the it time. It is. You
1: know? you know, it's also really hard to to you know be moving hundred miles an hour and look like you're cruising at twenty five. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but patience is a is a is a is a really important thing. The patience to know that you can't go any faster. Drinks can only happen at a certain, you know, they can they can happen as fast as they can. There's a thousand people staring at you that you know, there's a thousand eyes staring at you right now. Yeah. You know, how to how to organize everything, how to be patient and organized within your set. That's the those are the physical parts of the job that are that are difficult like difficult to have it's, once you, once definitely you definitely focus on that it stuff, takes a muscle while. memory and yeah. things of that nature, the muscle memory stuff, the, the execution stuff that I can teach anybody to do all that, right. But to teach somebody to have the ease and the patience to accept that the shift is happening, yeah. whether you're, whether you're present or not, right. It's going you know, to happen. It's gonna happen. going to and just know like, to, you know, you can't, if you can't get any faster, you can't do, you know, you, you can't execute at any higher rate then drinks are going to happen. Everything's going to happen. You have to concentrate on making all those eyes that are staring you feel acknowledged and feel comfortable, right. comfortable enough that you're going to get to them.
2: That's, fu- that's, that's definitely something I've been working on. Yeah. You know, just, um, even just the coaster toss or like, Hey, I see you. I'll be right with you. Right. You know, like while you're just sweating bullets, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it goes back to, our, to our episode with Ashley of
3: people. They just want to be seen. Yeah. yeah right? That's
1: all. It's really important. And, and the other, the second biggest trait is, is a natural empathy. And, and that's, the most difficult thing to find because so that's that spirituality that you have right, to cultivate. That's right. where I'm at yeah. in my career. And and you know I mean just to know and, and a lot of that is saying is what we we're saying before is knowing that whatever they whatever dark or, or bad energy that they're pushing towards you is is their energy. Right, and you just have to radiate forward, so you meet that somewhere in the middle, and hopefully push your energy further towards them, so there's a more positive energy yeah. happening. Right, it's my, an acceptance my thing. For 18 sure, eighteen-year-old punk rock self would kick the shit out of me. Oh, dude, right you now. and me both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for talking like that, but but I mean, that's it's a it's a real thing. Energy energy is a magnet. Negative energy is a, a really heavy magnet. Yeah, and and the the power of positive energy is is so much less than than it is of negative energy. So you have to project so much more forward to to fight that, right? When it comes. Like I I think I made this point last time is, you know, a couple servers talking in the well about how shitty a table is, people will surround oh, surround yeah. them just and start listen. Clucking, dude. You know, but if there's if the same servers are in the well talking about how great a table is, people just keep moving. Right. Because that negative energy is a magnet. So you try to do everything
2: you can to, to kind of to kind of mitigate that. Okay. Bonus question. And this one is something like I have thought about this a lot and I know that you utilize your technology to like back your team up. Uh, so like are, it's uh are you ever tempted to use the audio video equipment for something other than security? Like, are you ever like, Oh, I know these guys are just talking are trash making, on me. Like,
3: do you have an only fans Yeah,
2: <laughs> now that it's just bartenders talking shit yeah. on people? You know,
1: it's, it's funny. Cause, uh, I, I use the, you know, the reason we got, cameras in the first time is there was there was a evil fuck in um in our in our industry in our neighborhood that was in our industry and he was he was drugging or roofing uh <gasps> people in our industry at bars late at night i mean I, it happened i'd be to, like yeah, cheers but it happened. i'm to, a rare bird right you know <laughs> yeah it happened to two people oh, i didn't have to pay for that. Uh, yeah <laughs> seriously it happened to actually have two women and one guy uh who picked up one of those women's drinks.
2: So I joke, but like, what, what were they With, doing? Like dropping Xanax in
1: there? Or yeah. Shit? I mean, they're like, dropping something. They're dropping via they're, but we didn't see it. So okay. we didn't see it, but, but the guy got caught. I about to say Viagra. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: No. That guy was pissed. Yeah. I don't think um, that's going to have a desire gro- His girlfriend
3: was so mad. But I didn't
1: have, I didn't have cameras to, to fall back I on and know. find out who it was to, to, and I felt like, I'd always been against cameras because I, I felt like people use them for the wrong reasons. They use them to eavesdrop on, on conversations. They use them to see if their staff is stealing from them, um, which I all mean, those all things,
2: solid, I mean, eavesdropping, not so much, but like making, like preventing theft is not the worst thing no. you be using them for. Uh, I,
1: my dad and you know, my, my dad is always, he's, he's, he's a, he's a sage, right? He, he doesn't know he's giving the advice that he gives all the time, but he always said, you know, I've benefited more by trust than I've been burned by, I've been burned by betrayal. That makes sense in this industry right and and if you trust enough and if you treat people well the hope is that a very 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 low percentage will steal from you right right and that's my that's my hope and i've lived on that philosophy the entire time i didn't get cameras to catch anybody to to prevent theft to hear anybody's conversations to catch anybody doing anything untold i did get cameras to protect our staff and our patrons mm. right And, and I've never, I, in fact, I know there's times that I've walked into a, I've walked into the room and taken control of a shift and, you know, put, put people in a, you know, put people off or, you know, some of the staff's like, I got this. And I'm like, well, you don't cause, and I'm here to back you up, you know, where at the end of the night, they've probably been frustrated because they felt like I stepped in and, and, you know, where they, when they were just fine everybody's just fine i mean you've been you've been that guy bill oh i've all been that guy like i'm fine you need help no 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 no. No. you have to fucking ask me what i need (laughs) we're already steps behind (laughs) dude
2: like just get involved but
1: there's you know i've and i i there's probably times where i walked out of the building they're all like sometimes that guy right you know i don't want to know that right i want to know what they what when i see them in person i want to know the energy they give me that's it Right. I don't want to th- I don't want anything to be skewed by by how they're feeling in the moment or how like me helping them out made them feel, you know, and it, you know, Hopefully they would tell me that you know, like when you came in here last night and when you took over and you started helping out with drinks or bar backing for me, I felt like I wasn't doing a great job. Right. Right. And I'll talk to them about that, but I would rather have that right from their mouths than than have this like weird, creepy way of looking right. at the camera. I, I mean, I have
2: obviously I have my suspicions. How far things, do your do your cameras
3: back up? Like thirty, 30
2: are, days. Thirty days.
3: Yeah. So we recently got cameras where I work, and it's twelve hours. Yeah. So what We're, is even the point? Yeah. Like we all we all, all, all wondering when, when a couple of really big things went wrong we all
2: wondered that yeah what, yeah that's what, wild. Was,
3: what was the point of having the? Cameras? yeah i feel like i mo- mean
2: it's mostly a mental barrier for people but i mean i for everything that i've heard like on, on or read on yelp like you use them very specifically and very like right and and uh, I, I efficiently there, I there's think.
1: even a sign at the door that said if you're planning on if you're planning on 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 posting a yelp review that you know we have cameras to to back everything up, so we'll be happy. We'll be happy to share the share the incident with you. Right. And we are, and we've used them. You know the cameras had some some added benefits that I didn't expect, and and part of them was the, you know the one I, I, one of the Yelp reviews we talked about a while back was when when she was talking about our our you know our our bartender who had curly hair and you know our you know our manager, and it was a terrible terrible review from a terrible person. But we had the we had the video. Yeah, it could prove that
2: they did. Everything that they said happened did not happen, right? And it was great. And then I it, had something similar happen to me recently. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, he's on his phone and this and that. And management went to the camera and straight up was like, you were on your phone three times in a six-hour shift. It's, and I was like, okay, that's cool, but it's also a little creepy, yeah. right? <laughs> like,
1: well, I mean, we use it We use it so if we have to prove – so we can either, either prove them wrong – or, or hold ourselves accountable by it. Right. You know, if they were, if they said the bartender was on their phone the whole time we'd look and see and, and they were on their phone, you then have to t- take it gives action. us a counseling yeah. mo- a counseling moment. I've never, ever reprimanded somebody directly because of a Yelp review, right? If somebody reviewed, said, you know, this person was awful, I've never come in the next day without video and said, you know what? You're written up because you were awful to this person. Because there's always two sides every story. Yeah, and at
2: that point, it's a rumor. It's, it's yeah. uh, video, hearsay, right? Video <laughs> changes that. Yeah.
1: Right. If they say they were awful and they were really awful, and I go to the cameras and I look and I see that they were really awful, then you know that's a teaching moment right there. Right. So they were right, and you know, and and this is how we can be better.
2: And I don't ever want to admit that a Yelp, yelper was right, but like <laughs> you know, this is the world we live in. Sometimes you know, I, I think that's an important
1: part of 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 online reviews is the is the confidence and the ability to hold yourself accountable versus being defensive about every single thing right. somebody says negative about your well, and about That's, your that's it
2: approach that you were talking about right. the trust yeah. you know like if you're coming from a place of fear like these things are going to hit a lot harder right. but if you know and trust i think if people, you know
1: if you know you're a douche you're probably <laughs> you're probably more defensive yeah you know about everything you know we're perfect we never make mistakes we're those guys, you know yeah, whatever yeah everybody everybody makes them well, that was apparently we made a drink that wasn't sweet for Brad. So yeah, you know I know this guy's just got opinions about everything. <laughs> I mean, it, it was CMG, so it makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. It was fantastic though, because uh,
3: when when I was there on that occasion and the guests and at the time, I think I was still work. I was working at Fridays, my second time around, and the guests came in and sat next to me, and he said, "Hi, welcome to TGI Fridays." <laughs> ah, that's
0: <laughs> totally
2: awesome. Totally giving me shit. <laughs> That was good. Good. I appreciate that, Sean. And thank you. Problem.
0: That was a really good behind bars with Bill. Very Ron. informative. I didn't, I couldn't have done
3: it on my own. And usually Samantha says that, but this time she meant it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good stop it. Don't be a duty head. All right. Shall we go ahead and move into the main course?
3: We, we should shall. get
0: our beef on. Nom Ooh. nom nom nom. Little
3: yeah, because I saw th- I saw this review when I was looking through. And and I gotta say, Sean, I don't think if you've got that sign up there, I don't think you've had a one star in like a year yeah. at, at Occidental That's since funny. people are like, Oh, they're going to come back and actually <laughs> post the truth about it. Yeah. So that LA check was amazing.
2: <laughs> when I drove by and it was on the marquee, I was like, Oh, the, oh this, the, this, this, this guy, isn't guy fucking is a LA. genius. Yeah. We, we
1: definitely share our, our, our worst reviews via, via our marquee. Yeah. And
2: that's yep.
0: great. That's great. Yeah. That's I mean, great. Call them out. Yeah. That's an excellent
2: <laughs> way to transmutate that
0: energy. I mean,
1: there's, right. but there's been some gems over the years. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, uh, good food, great drinks, you know, awful music or, you know, God awful music. That was, you know, we made a t-shirt out of that one. It said, good God, someone help them. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then I talked to her and, you know, I, I reached out to her and, and, you know, I gave her. I offered her come in and play her own music for an hour, and then I found out she was in the jam band. So I was like, "Thank God she never actually seriously
2: the works." Yeah. Oh, Sancho's broken arrow. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) let's not. We (laughs) just talked about that. Yeah. Okay, Sean, do you want to
0: go ahead and read this one? Yep.
1: Cool. Ashlyn the bartender had my had had my kicked out before I could even order a drink or sit down for my friend's birthday party. They had the door guy say, "We don't." We all don't feel safe with you here. You can't drink here. I've been going there for years and know and knew a lot of bartenders over the ages. I would never be threatening or have any business or have been to any business or their people. This, is, this all happened because I know and am friends with her ex boyfriend of five years ago. Very poor decision on, on <laughs> her part and bad for the business as the whole part, birthday party left as well. I will not be going back with the way I was treated, and for such pathetic grudge-holding and ego stroking. Just hope you're not friends with or any or any of her exes. If you do go,
2: so I mean, were you affected drastically by the loss of this business? No, so you seem really no, remiss. we weren't. And <laughs> and
1: honestly, honestly, I was there. Um, you know, I was I was on the other side, but uh, this is a it's personal, and it, and it. To me, I care about. I will. I will back our staff up one hundred percent of the time, when when I feel that they're with. The, when they're right, when there's. I will actually. I'll back them one hundred percent of the time during service, right? And if the and if I feel like there was a mistake, we'll talk about it after service. But in front of a guest, you know, I will have their back as much as possible. Oh, yeah, right. You're a fucking unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously,
3: <laughs> I, it's
2: so rare. I would never. <laughs> I've
1: never in in the history of of time that i've managed ever ever like if if a if a a bartender decided somebody needed to be cut off like i've never reversed that decision yep, I, once I, once that calls that stuff's made, you have to back or that ask somebody up. to be kicked out never reverse that decision so this fellow uh was was friends with somebody who was was close friends with somebody who was abusive to one of our bartenders in a relationship mm-hmm. physically abusive mentally abusive etc if you saw the look of mix of anger and fear on her face when this gentleman walked in the building, you'd have done the exact same thing that I would. Hopefully that, you know, you had the empathy to do so. Whatever their history was at that point, I did not care. I will make that same mistake a hundred times out of a hundred to protect the people that we work with. Right. I didn't need to hear the rest of the story. I didn't need to hear stories of specific abuse or anything like that. All I needed to know is that our staff member felt, really unsafe and didn't, didn't, you know, almost, you know, wanted to leave the shift if they were going to stay. And I I would have supported that, but I was, I would rather take the other route of safety and ask this gentleman to leave. And I, I, like I said, whatever the, whatever the point is, she was scared. I backed her up. I'll do it again and again and again.
3: And you never know what's going to happen if you don't make that call, right? Right? I mean, you have to protect your staff. Okay. And yeah, that's so, lesser two evils. You I know, think. so so let's just say this person is, you know, it, is perfectly innocent, never actually did anything or or anything like that to a member of your staff, but turns around and texts ex boyfriend, bro, you're never going to guess who's right. right. tending bar when I'm at then This right D bag shows up. And that, exactly. And now you have a much bigger problem on your hands. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and if you have a staff member who is visibly shaken. Right. Then you have
2: to do. Yeah. Especially a bartender. We don't get shook. Like that's part, yeah. of, the, that's part of the deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
1: and she particularly, she's one of the best bartenders I've ever worked with. Uh, she's kept her cool under a lot of, uh, in a lot of circumstances where people have been, have been rude to her, have been horrible. You know, I mean, it happens on a, on a nightly basis at a bar as busy as Occidental. Yeah. You know, people just take it out on their on their bartenders or servers. I've seen her keep her composure so many times, but to see her at the edge of losing her composure, she did not lose her composure, but she was visibly shaken. To see her on that edge made made me know that you know that it it had to be taken care of. You know, and it, it it's it's like I said, I have no I have no problem with this. This this fella felt like he was wronged. Um, there was a friend of his also. Uh, posted a review, uh, similar one star review about how you know we kicked her beautiful dear friend who never did anything wrong out of the bar, right? And I responded the same way I'm responding now, that our bartender didn't feel safe. I I backed them up a hundred percent. I would make that mistake a hundred percent of the time, and I hope that the people that you work for would do the same. Right? And they pulled their one star review down because I think they got my point. Um. You know, and this this fella just decided to leave it up. He doesn't have very many reviews. I think he has four reviews altogether. Mm. Um, you know, another one's about ordering pizza at three a.m. and not getting it. <laughs> I think it was, you know, uh, and but you know, it's not like I, I think he just felt he needed another another place to to lash out at at this person and had to use her name. You know,
2: well, over I, again. that's I take huge issue with that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you want to write a Yelp review, but like you're St- specifically stating my my name and my stuff, like and yeah. like I'm cool being associated with the bar, but like you're coming at me personally on a platform that I can do nothing about. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're personally attacking bartenders and staff, like that's ridiculous.
1: I, I'll be and I'll be clear too. She didn't ask for them to be kicked out. She asked to leave because she didn't feel safe. Well, see, there you go. I mean, right. So I decided to kick them out. So yeah. Sean S his his uh plus he spells his name fucked up anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's uh
0: Shayu, I think.
1: Uh, sh- 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 Shayu? Shaun. Shaun. Yeah, sh- wait. <laughs> A- U- yeah A U N. Um <laughs> <laughs> but the anger should be pointed at me, right? Wow. I'm the one I'm the one who decided. I mean, if you want to take it well, out on anybody, yeah. establishment, She your she just want, she just wanted to leave. Yeah. She didn't want to be there. And I'm like, "That this is this is our house. These are our guests." And if somebody feels comfortable in our house, the guest has to leave, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and that's the, that's a decision I'll make. And, and he said, very poor decision on her part. The decision was on my part. It's my decision, whether it's bad for business. I think it's good for business because happy people working
2: for you make better make, business. Really, yeah. And I mean, this, this bartender is like, and, no, I don't need the 400, $500 I'm going to make on the shift. I'm just going to leave.
1: I will tell you this, that I know who the people in the birthday party were and they've been back. Several times over the year, <laughs> Look so at that. I mean, it's either you know they they either understood, you know, at, at a certain point, or you know, I mean, is people like to use their patronage as a sword a yeah, lot. Yeah. I will never come back into this bar. Like, well, we're removing you, so, yeah, so if you if you don't want to come back to this bar, <laughs> that's okay. That wasn't
0: your choice to make. Right. You exactly. know, I, we already removed you. Yeah,
1: then. but I mean, if we're asking you to leave once, the chances are. Really high that that may happen again. So yeah. if you're never going to come back in this bar. That's that's okay. You know, it just,
0: well, and it also goes to show that Yelp is you know an outlet for lies. Yeah, the <laughs> full truth once again was not stated in this review. Honestly, right. this review should not have been written if the full truth was known to right. This There's a lot of
1: assumptions in this review right. on on our thinking.
0: Right, you know, being the outsider and um, and I'm I I'm. Glad you know the backstory of this. Yeah. I, you know the truth of it. Because um, it just, it just, it, it, it proves that, it, again, another person took their own personal anger and selfishness and threw it on the internet.
1: It's also, but here's the thing is, is I think most people reading this review would read that our guy at the door, Taylor, handled it perfectly, Right. Said we don't feel safe with you here, right? I don't think he said you can't drink here, but we don't feel safe with you here. I think if anybody reading that heard that, you know, this guy walked in and somebody in the staff said we don't feel safe with you here, they'd be like, okay, there might be a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And the, and it wasn't said. We didn't say you're an asshole. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't curse at him. We didn't belittle him. We didn't nothing. Everything was done calmly and you know and with with uh. With you know and thoughtfully because we knew it's an uncomfortable situation we knew that you know everybody has their own version of what happened five years ago or whatever it was but we also knew that that our bartender felt unsafe and if if I didn't back them up you know it's there's it it makes for bad business
3: well and you had said to us earlier that someone had. Jumped to the defense of their friend. Oh, yeah. I know him.
1: He's right, perfectly. Wonderful. Yeah, he's great. He's just one of the best great people, great most gentle, right, care bear kind of guy.
3: But we we see and hear stories all the time. Just not even just as bartenders, but in the world. Like, oh, I never knew that my yeah. neighbor was a mass murderer. Oh, right. Right. Even, right? Yeah. oh that's I, what they were doing never, in the backyard. I never, all those times. I things. never knew that you know my that my friend Katie was in an abusive relationship. I never
1: right. thought right. that you know, Jim
3: could be capable of such a thing, because you don't know.
1: You don't and it know. happened. it's happened in and around our industry a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you find out that somebody's a predator, or you find out, and they're like, I never knew, that guy was, ha- I was having drinks with that guy left. Loved- I was working with a guy, yeah. I, I ended up finding out all these things about him after the fact, yeah. because
3: he and his girlfriend, they, they both worked together uh, at the same place where I worked, and I didn't find out until after he had some sort of like massive explosion, all of these things that had been going on, she's finally now was telling everybody, yeah. and we were just like, "Holy what? shit!" Well, that's that's yeah. how it I, works, man. I,
1: I think er, er, all I did here was err on the side of caution, and that's right. And the and, thing and caring for caring for our for our crew again. And yes, back. I'll make, make hundred a times out of hundred. Yeah. So, are we letting this guy back in, Sean? No, oh,
3: <laughs> no. You got 86 no and,
0: and by,
1: by gas douchebag. <laughs> you know, but like not. You know, it's it's, but not just now while while Ashland's working for us, but not ever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just because.
2: Not now, not if ever. If she
1: if she would leave, she's still there with us, right? If she would leave, what am I telling people like that it was only a problem while Ashlyn was here? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's uh, just somebody that's not welcome in our bar anymore. There's plenty of other bars, and and it's good for them to go to.
2: Yeah, man. View House you know? is just like five five minutes down the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they're More I you'd right, be welcome with open arms. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, shall we go ahead and take a quick break and then move on to happy hour?
2: (laughs) Yes. Cool.
0: We'll be right back.
2: We work in bars That
3: get three stars I'm not your minion Fuck your opinion Fuck your three stars Hey (laughs)
4: <laughs> are, 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 are you okay?
0: Well, I just, I just had a sip of Bill's habanero infused mezcal, and I'm not a spice person, and it has taken every single your taste eye, bud off my tongue. Your eyes are tearing. Up. I like, it's, 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 now in the back of the palate hitting, and now in these yeah, you, in the chest, in the, the, the esophagus no, no, area, no. yeah.
2: The Go. goblin shark.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh, hey, hey, guess what time it is? What, what, time, time, is what it? time is
2: it? It's, it's a three, three
3: stars, stars podcast, podcast, happy hour. It's a three stars podcast, happy hour. It's a three stars podcast, happy hour. let motherfucking drink on.
1: on. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> what are we no, drinking today?
1: I, <laughs> I feel like I got robbed. I didn't get the
2: lyrics ahead of time. <laughs> 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 we make it up every single time.
0: <laughs> I, I often wonder about our guests when they sit here and we sing. What goes through their head? They're like, like, oh my God. God, is this the stupidest thing I've ever heard? Or, oh Wait, where, I want to join, I can't, well, you know, I wonder. It
2: depends on the version we do. If I was down, could I, could do have, the, I could have
1: brought the baritone to the party.
2: If oh, they could, do, could do, do the editing,
3: <laughs> if they could do the editing and isolate Bill's track like I can, <laughs> they would hear a whole
0: different oh, set different of songs? lyrics. <laughs> Wait, you guys are singing? I hate this song, <laughs> I hate this song, this is so stupid, three stars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are we it's drinking all about keeping today? today? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we are drinking the maple walnut old fashioned as we discussed earlier, uh, In the happy hour handbook, and I did not fuck with the sourdough, Sean, but I did make a maple bourbon butter cornbread. Also, awesome. uh, you have a sourdough recipe in there that requires sourdough starter and someone else's sourdough starter from 50 years ago yeah, that that's started our chef. from he's, someone he's 100 years ago and uh, and like I know the process of making a really good sourdough starts generations before you yeah. and I did not have that kind of time on my hand. Um, and unfortunately, I did not know that you were vegan even though I remember having seen or talk to you about the fact that you're a vegan
1: so i'm very rare in the in the in the vegan aspect of that because everybody that i meet doesn't have to know
3: yeah, I, well, well, right, yeah you're, you're, like the uh, what, what's the the meme of the of the person taking a piss like 20 uh, 20 stalls down and the person walks all the way to the end of the urinal to stand right next, right to, next them to them and says
1: hey I'm vegan yeah right. or, I, or I do CrossFit
2: right yeah, right. yeah so or, like a, a, or I voted a or, celiac, I'm a vegan, or I'm vaccinated or I'm anti-vaxxer walking right. to a bar and they, they all told you <laughs>
4: um
3: Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I did. Uh, that's just for us to kind of snack on here as well. But uh, I've tasted it before; it's awesome. Okay, yeah, Whew. fantastic. Uh, we did talk <laughs> about Samantha the happy hour. Samantha can't taste anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the next three days. <laughs> we did talk about the Happy Hour Handbook a bit already, um, and for those of you who uh, have missed out on it, um, I'll post the link to the uh, to the website for it, and maybe you can uh, still find a bar where it's available. Yeah. Cause I would totally buy that. It, it's super impressive for the home bartender, right? Like if you were in lockdown and you wanted to start learning how to make some cocktails, uh, it's really impressive because it's not just a bunch of recipes and things that you wouldn't know, um, uh, like processes and whatnot, but there's glassware, there's techniques, there's the importance of shaking, you know, there's, there's dry shake, there's, uh, there's a reverse dry shake, which I had never heard of. That yeah. sounded so stupid to yeah. me. Yeah. What is that? But, I, I but can, I've heard, heard that term but before. Even, but even the author acknowledges. Forget it. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. I'm like, how, what, yeah. what am, right. am I supposed to do? Yeah. The, the author acknowledges shake the stupidity <laughs> of it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's to film yourself shaking and then do it as uh, as a boomerang, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's
0: a video right there. So,
2: <laughs> trying to figure um, out the reverse dry shake.
3: <laughs> but no. But it talks about the different. I take types the stuff
2: of the- out of the tumbler. Is <laughs> that? It talks about the different
3: kinds of glassware and uh, and you know what those different types of glassware are used for, uh, and it it just has like you know different awesome things that I think that any any home uh, home bartender or bar aficionado can get some use out of.
0: Not even that you know don't anybody like you anybody. have a bar your laundry room, for sure, but but
3: I mean like the the purposes of this book um, being. I can't go out to my bar and I want to learn how to make those cocktails at my bar right. while helping my community. That's, that's where I'm going with, okay. with that aspect okay. of it. But yes, I mean, I guarantee like there are For things, anyone. like I said, I never heard of the reverse. Strategy. Yeah. 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 It's okay to still not hear of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do you think about the making cocktails at home? Cause we had a couple of discussions about it where, During the shutdowns, people were then at home, you know, Pouring their own three to five ounce
2: <laughs> drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that issue here. <laughs> yeah. and,
3: and then, and then coming, and then coming in, that, and you know, well, I, I can't taste I, the alcohol. I know, ma- this, making statements is, or complaints or I, can't taste I the my sadness. glass of wine
0: comes up to the rim. Right,
3: exactly. Right, they, uh, the wine I think was probably the biggest complaint because you're usually getting like a six ounce pour, maybe and a nine a ounce pour right, if they have multiple sizes. But, like but, but then still. Is. In, in, in like a 16 to 18 ounce wine glass. I, like, I mean, wh- this glass uh, wasn't built to fill. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, did you, did you get anything, any stories or any, any negatives or positives that you can think of, of people that came in post pandemic or, you know, or I guess post shutdown where they came in, they're like, I'm really glad I learned a lot at home or wow, uh, I know more than you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was. You know, we rarely get that part, but we did get a lot of people like I was making cocktails at home, and I'm so happy to be here having them made by professionals. You yeah. know, I learned a bit, and and I learned. You know, people would say that they, you know, they learn so they can serve and you know do for parties and things like that. Like you know, a lot of people that are cocktail aficionados didn't have us to come to anymore, right? Or they didn't have cocktail bars to go to, so they. You know, so they try to make them on their own, and they realize. I think a lot of them realize the difficulty of of balance and the precision of recipes, and and all those things that it that it takes, and the knowledge of the spirit that you're using. You know, I mean, if something just says blankly Scotch, you know, and you're going to use a Laforgue or an Oban, right? Right. I mean, yeah. You know, that's Apples just and yeah. Yeah. yours is yeah. It's totally two totally different things. Yeah. But a home bartender, if they look at a recipe, it just says Scotch. They could pour Dewars. They, yeah, they could pour. They could pour. Um, Johnny
3: don't say Johnny. that's it's funny though because Bill goes when you said doers. Meanwhile, we had a party uh, two, three years ago, and mm. I came outside and everybody was drinking doers straight out of the bottle. Yeah, it was my it was
1: my grandfather's drink. Like my yeah, that's my old man. Dewars, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, you don't have the white label. Right? Yeah, right. No, but I mean, you know, you could do for doers, doers to Oban to Lefroyg. You, there's so many different ways you can do it, and and bartenders have the have the ability to identify that. I mean, you could even talk about, you know, Appleton Rum versus Bacardi Superior. Right. You know, if it just says rum, right. you know, it doesn't. You know, most of the instructions just say rum, right. So right. you're just, I mean, you're going wildly two different places. So a lot of them were like, it was cool to make them at home and do our best, but we're just happy to be right. here where we we can have them made for them. And they realize, like, I think a lot of them realize, like, you know, the fact that a, a cocktail's $13, 14 15 $16, whatever they, they might be, you know, it's worth the atmosphere. It's worth the work we put into yeah. it. It's worth the people we pay to do so, right? You know, when you get those people that are like, you know, I could buy all those ingredients for this amount of money, you know, and- So and, do and, it, bud. Yeah, so go ahead. So go nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I encourage you. And, and, you know, I mean, I get emails all the time. I'll give away recipes. You know, people ask for recipes for what we're doing. But a lot of the times, especially at Williams & Graham- you know, the 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 syrup part or the, the stuff that goes into into making it before we get to the front bar is is a lot. Right, yeah, that, You know, that back of house. Right, the back that of house house made aspect. We have somebody employed just to make syrups and shrubs and and juicing and all those those people that work during the day, you know, they're a huge part of the equation of what we do. Right. And do you think that's a vital aspect to any craft cocktail bar? A hundred percent. Because so. If you if the bartenders are doing all of the prep, all of the everything for a shift, they're not gonna have an as much of themselves to give when you go live. Well, that shift just way got four hours end, longer, right? When we opened Williams and Graham, we the bartenders were coming in at two p.m. We were prepping everything every day fresh, all the you know everything together. We'd open at five. We're open till two. So we were working, you know, we were working, yeah. like, 12-hour shifts. Right. right. Yeah. And that's and by, not including closing the bar. By 10, 10, between 10 and 12 was, like, was, everybody was falling out. You know, they'd All have right. to go, they'd have to, boot you know, they'd have to sit down and eat. Yeah, get Red Bull or, yeah, boo for Red Bull, whatever you're going to do. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. Boo for you know, free. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it gets in the system faster. No, Nobody's Every, judging. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> no, um, my science is sound. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, but, you know, I mean, when we realized it wasn't just the physical toll, but it was the mental toll. And, yeah. And, you know, if we if we made a porter system where that person would end up eventually being a bartender, it made a better bartender because they learned everything from the foundations of what we do all the way up into bartending. So it became – creating that position became a system of of, you know, of graduations. You know. Right, which I th- I think is important. I mean,
2: yeah. did the, you see the I, Netflix
3: the, documentary? Uh, I think it was Netflix. Hey, hey, bartender. Yeah, um, and they go to employees. Should be only. called Hey, Steve Schneider. Yeah, right, exa- right, right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, but it is. I mean, it's pretty impressive though how they they do exactly that, right? Like Steve Schneider when he first started, apparently, and the way they do things at at that bar is
2: you're going to start out doing prep. All the time before right. you ever well, make it—that's it that's how I came behind up behind like, the bar. Before you even get behind the bar, you had to be the baddest cocktail server, you know. Yeah, but, like I got pigeonholed a lot in that. Their their but system,
1: unfortunately, was super flawed because it was all it was all white guys. Right. <laughs> they didn't hire any women. There was no people of color in their system for years until yeah. people called them out on it. And and they actually mm-hmm. the you know with the women part there was actually the the people that and the powers that be there felt that men were better bartenders than women. Ooh. All the way around, and wow. it would say it publicly. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. dodge
2: yeah. that bullet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even tackling yeah. that subject, right? You know, but but you know, I think to have a system where everybody's learning their foundation, the, the system wasn't flawed. The way it was executed was flawed. Yeah, right. To have that system is is really important. We rarely at at Williams and Graham hire people direct to bartender because we want them to learn all of that. Right. So it takes a very special person who really wants to work for you to come in and work. With us, so
2: you right? do have day shifts available, is what I What's thinking. that? Yeah, we do. Okay. Okay. We because do
3: because you uh, you also
2: <laughs> you also have a, <laughs> where do, where's my paperwork?
3: <laughs> you also have I I think it's something. Uh, it's, there's Bill's resume again. It, it, it's something like a is it a six month program where you work I, and learn absolutely every aspect? Right.
1: I the the fastest you can get from porter to bartender is about six months. Wow. Um, and it goes porter, bar back server, bartender. So the porter is the one who preps during the day, bar back, you know, and and you're learning all the syrups, all the foundations into into bar back, and you're learning how the operations of the bar work, you know, into serving, which is your first full cut tip position. Um, You know, learning how how we're taking care of people besides what you've already learned behind the bar and eventually into bartending. Um, Usually you're serving serving and busing uh, at the same time.
3: And, and this is, this is at Williams and Graham, it's, is it the same process at Occidental?
1: Everybody starts in a support position at, okay. at Occidental. Nobody goes straight to bartender. So
3: now bringing this back to the home bartender aspect, I had a boss once who um, equated um, cocktail making, mixology, you know, however you want to call it, to being a baker. Right? Mm. Like if you're, if you're a chef and you are cooking, you are, it's, you know, it's a dash of this, a sprinkle of that, of uh, uh, whatever. right? And, and you're, you're creating things in a very loose fashion when you're creating your shrubs or your syrups or whatever it is uh, in the back, it's very specific right. and that then translates to your cocktail recipe, which is very specific. You may have another dash of bitters. You may have a little bit more of this syrup or that syrup, particular to someone's taste. But would you say that that's kind of accurate? That, yeah. You know, I, similar to baking. That, yeah. Because there's when
1: you t- bake a cake, it you bake a little too much yeast and a little, you're, you're screwed. You're screwed. Or screwed a little too much this right. if you're not if you're not precise in your recipes. It's a domino effect, right? If the syrup is wrong. Then and the bartenders taste it when they get there. Then they have to adjust the drink for the night. And you should see the we have on our Slack there's a there's a prep, you know a a a prep area of our communication where the bartenders will communicate to the prep people during the day. Said, you know this syrup is didn't come out correctly today. Oh wow! So they can attack it the next day and and you know pull pull the syrup because we make syrups for a week. They can pull the syrup, taste it, adjust it to the. To the right because we test bricks, we do everything to make sure that everything is, is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's a but but we also have the ability, if the syrup is not correct, if it's not sweet enough, to add sweetness that night. So the bartenders are coming in, tasting their citrus, tasting their syrups, making sure everything is, is so that that's like a, a 15 20 minute process in themselves when getting set up. So that's why we have somebody come set the bar up. There's ice in the bars, there's the syrups are dead. Every the is you could walk in, go to work. Right? Oh my right. god, that sounds amazing! Yeah. Um, you know, but, and we pay, we pay, we pay our porters. Well, we pay everybody a, a, a great, a porter? great wage. My anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I already have bills. Is it is there a, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> a line. it's like a, it's a He's joint only at two thing. bars now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I think that the, the home bartender doesn't necessarily see or know right. any of these things. Yeah. If,
1: if we say we have like a, you know, a passion for vanilla syrup, right. You know, like the. They uh, they're probably just thinking like that's just a bottle product. We just right, you go to right. go,
3: go to, to, to work. Or they don't realize the amount of practice that it takes at home to figure out exactly what that you know, what, what your ratios or, yeah. are. How or, much passion fruit? Right. How ripe does that passion fruit have to yeah. be? How much
1: vanilla am I using? What kind of vanilla am I using? Right. Yeah, you know, and passion fruit has acidity and do you have to adjust lime juice, etc., you know, your right. your lime juice or whatever's in the cocktail to match that acidity so you're not having you know, too much too much acid in there versus versus sugar, etc. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of things that that they're not easy to figure out. Plus, you know, the ice in their refrigerators or that's coming out of their refrigerator probably smells like their freezer anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so yeah. many so many little options, little things that can that can that are that change when you're bartending at home. But during the pandemic, if you're you know, if you're if you're you know, while during the shutdowns, if your your ice smells like the freezer and you know you're happy with just making whatever cocktail you could make at home more power to you. That's Great. awesome. Sure. Yeah. So you, you
3: had, I, I uh, toggled in my head about whether or not I wanted to talk to you about Drink Masters. Uh, so when I mentioned it earlier and you said, I hope we have a little bit of time to talk about this. Yeah. I Because I did want to talk to you about it. Um, we're going to actually have uh, Kate Gerwin on the show, uh, I think, in three Two or weeks? four weeks, yeah. one of my favorite three people, weeks.
1: one of my favorite people in the world, and a, and a close friend. Yeah. So yeah.
3: she, um, yeah, I, I chatted with her a little bit uh, through text message and whatnot while I was watching the show. So the Instagram. She, she vetted you guys with me. Uh, a, uh, a, <laughs> <laughs> I I met her years ago, yeah. uh, but the Instagram bartender. Yeah. Um, actually, let the me first back. One who got le- kicked off? Yeah. Is a spoiler actually, alert! Happening. Right. So yeah. le- uh, let me back up for a second. Before the show aired, you made one of the best um, Facebook posts to us uh, fellow industry people, which is, hey, don't forget, that's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are our friends. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to edit, clip, cut everything make to make it look a certain evil. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just remember, these are still the people that we know and love, despite what you are about to watch on right. TV. because
1: I've known a lot of chefs... Who've done Top Chef yeah. and those things, and and a good friend or somebody that I, I'm really well acquainted with over over the years, came across on on their Top Chef season uh, as like a whiner and a villain and petty, and that person's none of those things. But right. they can take, you know, you could like you can say, um, I fucking hate Brad because he's so talented. I I really love him, but I hate him because he's so talented. But they'll just take that. I fucking hate. I Brad. I fucking hate Brad and tch, <laughs> I fuck cut I it off Brad. right at that, right? You know, <laughs> you know, there's no qualifying statement there. Uh, but you, you know that they can take whatever they want, and it's not, you know, they're making TV, right? right. That's a they want drama, you know, and yep. and Kate, you know, Kate ends up in the in the in the villain role a little bit, you know, towards the end of the show, and yeah. and but you know. I've always known Kate to speak her mind and be true to herself and true to her feelings. And I, I don't think she did anything, anything no. villainous, you know, but they're going to, they're going to do it. The, I think, you know, the Instagram bartender, they set her up to fail. I think what the producers did is unfair to put her in the crowd with that. Those people. Absolutely. It was almost yep. like a, exactly what they, I thought. They teed I, her up.
3: Right. Yeah. when it, Because yeah, spoiler alert, The Instagram bartender goes out in the first episode, right? Right, and and we see that happening just in you. You're looking at the at the talent pool, and she introduces herself as who she is, and you're like, wait a second, these are all like these are bartenders. Yeah, I mean, mean you actually are. They're chefs. I, I think you had made the 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 term or had had commented on the term bar chef several years Whoa. ago right yeah I know but <laughs> that, that was just, that was just a shiver and a shudder yeah <laughs> um but you but but a lot of what they do I mean the the talent that is on this show they they have worked with chefs they've had culinary experience they have really gone all out to Learn the ins and outs of the industry from top to bottom. Right. right, these aren't people who have just gone into their dive bar and worked behind the bar, or have just, you know, learned a couple things online or read it in a book. These right. are people who have worked in and with everybody within the industry to, you know, hone their own experiences. And then the Instagram, bartender. yeah, and then the
1: one who who learned to bartend and create a niche for herself during the pandemic and creates beautiful drinks that look great on, on camera. You can do that with food coloring and egg foam. Did like, she have your book? What's I don't know. Maybe she didn't have the book. That was the problem. Yeah, I think that's probably part of the problem. <laughs> and, and sending her a copy. You know, now. they teed her up and I, I, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's a, a, a fine person and, and I don't think she deserved to be there. Sure. And but I I bet but I think they is like they brought her in to prove that this isn't you know this isn't the minor leagues this right. This isn't yeah. Instagram. Which is she just got a you know she was made there to prove a point, and I think that's unfair. Um, you know that being said, the drinks that are that are made on the program are are not like people walking into my bar going to say I saw this on 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 Drink Masters and can you make this? It's like they're. They're creating experiences. Those are aviary style cocktails that you know you're going to wait a half an hour for that experience and it's going to be totally fucking worth it. Right? right? That experiential cocktail is not typically American society does not stand for that kind of wait. No. We're very much snap, 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 snap. I need this now. Right. None of the cocktails I've seen so far, right? Have. Have met that. I mean, uh, you know, have met that, that criteria, right? I mean, that that Except could be
3: maybe in the um, w- when they had the the what's it, the showdowns, yeah, right? Because then they, it was less time to create something yeah. original. But even so, the like the amount of prep they give them still like sixty minutes yeah. or forty five minutes. The
1: first time, the first show, they're like they're like you have ninety minutes to create this cocktail. I was like wow, what are they going to do with the other 89 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, but, you know, because that's, that's typically, you know, that's the, that's the American mindset, you know, of, you know, we want something and we want it quickly. Waiting is you, you have in places like aviary, they do a lot of great things to make sure that your weight is comfortable, that you're not thinking about, you know, how long it's going to take or whatever. I'm not saying a half an hour is the point. They have them set up to where they're coming out, but not as fast as like your vodka soda would be. Right. You know, Drink Masters is creating experiential cocktails that aren't built to, to be made in bars every night, right? But it shows the incredible talent and creativity of some of these bartenders. I think it's great for our industry, but I also think that, you know, you have to temper your expectations of every bar you walk into, thinking that you're gonna get these, you know, this plate with like soils and all that kind of stuff. Like Kate's drink on on that episode one, the Oaxacan oaxacan this way or oh, whatever yeah. it was uh-huh. wow like was amazing like, what, yeah. right with the yeah. soils and brought them back like right. she thought you know we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna bring them back to oaxaca we're gonna do we're gonna make this kind of version of a margarita and, and the elements of oaxaca and she had that stuff in her head and and translated onto the onto the plate and and into the glasses like that stuff's incredible that's and, great for a photo shoot yeah and lauren yeah. <laughs> lauren the next day with the bodega thing and yeah. bring your childhood experience in that you're not gonna get that like you're not going to sit across from our bartenders at Williams and Graham and say, you know, I was a child in the streets of, you know, of, yeah. of <laughs> Nepal and I need you to, you know, I need you to bring this experience back for me, right? Like I, I think, you know, uh, like here I was in Kathmandu when I was four years old, right? Yep. Help me out with this, right? Yep. You know, but they can they can take ideas and turn them into cocktails if you have a conversation. it's a, There's an exchange there. And I think it's going to do a lot of great things for our industry, and it might bring some of the things that were off-putting about our industry back. and Like the pretension that, was, that existed in like 2010, 2012, that everything that was happening in the glass was so precious that right. it was the most important thing. The handlebar mustache. Right. I mean, I had one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's like I, I pretend sometimes like I didn't, but I had it for sure. <laughs> I never wore arm garters in my life, though. Arm oh. garters. Yeah. Oh,
3: you know, Brad wore like, something yeah. recently. Uh, no, I was supposed to because so they a costume? didn't show up in time. They oh, want
1: yeah. yes, it was a okay. costume. Thank God.
2: to yeah. um, <laughs> <so> keep <laughs> your shirt. Uh, definitely was, not you know, intentional. I, just roll I think, your sleeves no, up. I don't any, any understand.
1: Any exposure for what bartenders do on the regular is is important. I would I would I would much more be interested to see like a reality show of like a high volume bar and what their staffs go through every night. and Like the real world? Yeah, but, like, oh man, yeah, I would watch yeah. that.
2: Like to see what, what
1: happens in a shift and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that would Put be Put GoPros
2: on everybody on Timberline the for like that, six months
3: straight. It was one of the things that yeah. disappointed me in the show when they said, today's going to be all about speed. And Kate's reaction is, sweet, I'm yeah. all about speed, right? Because yeah. of her, you know, I mean, she's known for speed rack. Right. But then they're like, they're like okay, we're going to see how fast you can distill this thing and gel this thing and make ice cream and, you know, turn
2: it, it a, it was a whole not, bunch of shit. You're so never going to actually a
1: speed do. Competition. So we created, um, we created a, a bar competition pre pandemic and we're going to, we're bringing it back called the hustle. Um, and it is basically you create your own menu of four drinks. Um, you present, there's judges in front of you. We did it. We did it here in, in at American bonded on like December 5th, uh, 20, 2019. Um, you know, you create your, your menu, you hand it to your judges in front of you. They order like they do. And then right next to you, we, we ring tickets, um, and you get four tickets and the four judges, right? We, we reserve the right to like mix the tickets and the, you know, give the, the judges, the, the drink off the, off the pass or, or the drink that you serve to them. Right. So you're not making great drinks for the judges and then not for everybody else. We gave them like 20 classics, um, you know, that they had to know before they walked in there. To me, that's a bar competition that really kind of was the most – it was really a bartender competition, not a cocktail competition. Right. And we're bringing it back, and and I'm really excited about it because we did one version of it in New York, and it was so successful. And watching these people, like, execute their menus, but then also, like, have we had the sound of the, you know, the printer on the side, even though we had the drink tickets. You know, uh, know. To go. You know so you're hearing, you're hearing the sound right. of that printer. Bartenders everywhere. Yeah, we let them, you know, we, we let them serve the drinks and then, you know, we switched some around when, when we needed to just so they put as much care into the drinks on the pass as they did the ones that go in front of the judges. And, wow. and then it was, I, I think that's really bartending. Right, like that's the that's a bartending competition. I'd love to see something of, of that sort. You know, because you test them all the way around. I'd love to see season two. Like, put them in a high volume situation. Because I mean, they did
3: specifically say in the show they did refer to it as you know the best mixologist, the best you know mixology. They did drive that home, and everyone in there was a bartender. Yeah. Um. But you definitely, you definitely need to see the distinction between what it is to bartend. Every day on any given shift. Right. Um, I know we're, we're running short yeah. on time. Uh, yes. So I am going to. I talk. And, you well, guys no, <laughs> look, I mean, we've said this before. We could sit here and talk to you for hours and hours and hours. And yep. it yeah, you guys, be guys are welcome to stay. i like, like, well, just Talking about bartending
1: is, is fantastic. Just don't wait so long to invite me back next time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that happy hour. Very informative and a great cocktail. Mine is already gone. Uh, shall we go ahead and our dessert up? Desserts? Desserts? <sighs> the quick, lovely dessert. This we don't is, have to rate uh, this one either. No. So okay. This is. This is I, yeah, I
2: remember reading this one too. Yeah. This is
1: another Occidental one. Sean, do you want to uh, take it away here? Right. Uh, one star Yelp. The child, in, ex, in, in quotation marks, working the front door is a huge asshole. <laughs> if you like being talked down to by a skinny, thank you very much. Tatted up. <laughs> Wanna be tough guy, this is a place for you. Guy is the owner, apparently. Makes sense as to why he was such an unnecessary prick. There's way too many good bars in Lohai to waste your money here.
3: So, when Samantha was picking out the reviews and put this in, yeah. I said, I really hope that Sean appreciates the skinny comment. Yeah, I do. Because you had just gotten back into shape. Right. And you dropped a bunch of weight 80 and you started going to the boxing skinny, gym again. Fuck
1: yeah.
0: Okay, Sean, <laughs> give us the backstory. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is like full full return from shutdown. Uh, everybody's having to wear masks, everybody's having to stay, you know, you're not allowed to interact with other people, etc. This guy just, you know, I'm checking IDs and we're letting people in and seating them as we go because you had to seat everybody. And this guy decided that the line wasn't for him. And he walked right by me, <laughs> He walked right by the re- the whole line of 20 people, walked right by me and kind of like bumped my, bumped my shoulder on the way to the door without a mask on and went and stood at the bar and tried to order oh, a drink. Oh,
0: man. Wow. Yeah. And you're the child. Quote yeah. Unquote. And I was the
1: child. I think he was impressing his child, mm. his childness on me. Yeah. Um, so I told him, I went to the bar. I, I think he, he saw he was much bigger than I was. You know, he felt like he could just bully his way in the door and that I wasn't going to say anything, but it's not in my nature. And you know, Mm-mm. I, I, I had somebody else start letting people in and I walked over to the bar and told the bartenders because they were already making him a drink, told him to hold that back and ask him to leave. And, that's when he started to, to go off on me and I told him that you know, I did say apparently you're important you're more important than the other 20 people who are waiting online because you just walked right by them, you know. He's like, "Well, I'm obviously 21. You didn't need to check my ID and all I need to do is go that's, to the bar that's for a drink. Not
3: your decision." Yes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. You walked past all the stop signs. Yeah. We literally, we you yeah. have stop signs. I hate having signs in my bar,
1: but it made me have to have signs like, in my bar.
3: Like, uh, no terrible. vaping signs. Yeah, no
1: vape. Uh-huh. Vapors. Don't We'll be here for another 4 hours. Anyway, <laughs> talking it's about a, how they how they don't it's, think that's smoking. Right. I don't
0: know. They're they're above it.
1: All right.
3: What's this last one?
1: All
0: right. Is there a last one? Yeah. yeah there's a last okay. one.
1: It. I, the the says, screen keeps moving.
3: Yep, right. I'm sorry. Moving I'm gets.
0: sorry. Keep,
1: sorry. <laughs> so one star Yelp. Uh, this evening, me and my crew went to the Oxenel and it was God awful. We paid for three <laughs> drinks and never received them. The waiter took the card and never retrieved the drinks. Awful and would never. Is that quotes or is that two That's asterisks? Little, little is, asterisk. That asterisk. Is, is that like a qualifying? Like never? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, recommend this bar to locals or otherwise i
0: have a really hard time believing that people come into your establishments and never get their drinks
1: or or that we they paid for them
0: and never got their card first
1: and never never received them or never got their card or anything i think um you know if this was the case and somebody reached out to me and said i i i got charged for drinks you know and you know i could look for a signed receipt or or whatever it would be Mm -hmm. i don't i just think that this is a one-sided story that probably that ninety-five percent is not true in any way, well, I, and that's not me being defensive. defensive.
2: It's just well, my, and it I don't, I don't
0: even think it was really the Occidental. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah. I, I just don't think that this would happen ever. Right at. Any of your bars? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a it's a good business model to charge people. That's and what I was and say, that was the second rule not, I <laughs> yeah. in business school. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. not Treat have them to, like shit and rip them off. Yeah, and give a, not have to give them a product and they never return. I, I think that that whole idea and, and I'll be brief about it, but that whole idea that we're in business somehow to screw people is is insane yeah. because it makes me a, a terrible businessman, Yeah, right? I want people to return. I want people to to, to love us. I want people to, to be part of it. I couldn't do that if we were screwing people over constantly, if that was our mindset. You know, if I was being exclusive and only letting a certain type of people into Williams Graham, that makes me a terrible business person. If I was holding a fake weight so that we could look cool, I'm a terrible business person because they're not spending money waiting on the street; they're spending money inside the bar. Right? You know, as a business person, that makes no sense. Right. And if you took a step back and realized, like, why would they do that intentionally? Maybe you you'd think twice about this these these kind of reviews. And
3: if someone took <laughs> half a second to pay attention to their surroundings, where they are, whose <coughs> bar it is, I mean, you know, bar of the year, bartender of the year, bar mentor of the year. I, <laughs> I, know, I mean, right? like, I mean, th- you Top you don't bars. you don't get uh, Samantha. Spent you know the first three minutes reading only some of your accolades, right? And you have you have two of the most successful, independently owned bars in the city, and you don't yeah. get that by just constantly screwing but, people over. And
1: here's a great point that my my father made when I won Bartender of the Year at Tales of the Cocktail. I called him up the next day to tell him about it, and he was like. Oh, he's like cool. Tell me about it, and I explained it to him the same thing I told you about how the, you know, the the judges and everything like that. He was like, he's like, awesome. Congratulations, you're famous with like three thousand people. <laughs> you know, but right. but you know, like that was like the everyday people aren't going to be there. The, right. your awards aren't going right. to jump off the shelf and take care of your guests. Right, right. None of those things. Most of the people that walk in there know none of the things that you guys know about who I am or what we do. Right, and we have to so we have to prove ourselves on a nightly basis and we 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 are our, our staff genuinely cares about that because i care about them i invest in them we work together i work side by side with them and they put their best out every day that they can mm-hmm. right i say every day that they can cuz not everybody can do it every day every right. day perfectly right? right and and the this prevailing idea in two of these reviews that we're out in some way to screw people over is ridiculous yeah. it's it, because one person screwing one per- person over so we can make five extra dollars.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's a crock. Yeah, it does, the, it doesn't the bartender,
1: work. a bar, these bartenders are making, you know, $400 a night. To four hundred dollars a night, does your extra two dollars that they added to your tip mean anything, or do no, you dude. think no. they added to your tip? Yeah, to I'll bump pay it you up? twice that to leave me alone. Right. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. If you did the math or did some thinking, like you know, some some analytic thinking about it, like you wouldn't even think that we have any reason to try and screw you. Yep. But some people have this victim mentality that everywhere they go, they have to watch out for themselves because somebody's trying to fuck them over. Yeah, you know, it's not it. It means they're fucking somebody over everywhere
2: <laughs> they go. Right. That's I that. had That's a manager. Situation.
3: I had a manager who, if
1: anyone tried to, you know, brag
3: about what a good job they did or how awesome they were, or whatever, <laughs> I, his response was, "So you showed up and did your job, <laughs> right? Today. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah I mean,
1: I get that, right? I, I get people saying that, but you really have to show appreciation for, for people." Pretty regularly yeah. these days. Um, you know, we used to when I was working in the '80s. You know, my my paycheck was my thank you, and yeah. that's what that's all I cared about. But that's not what today's generation cares about. And mm. and I was I could I could choose to be a hardliner, and be like you know that's all I when I was a kid. You know, to be that that guy with a gun. You know, sitting on a rocking chair with a gun across his lap on my porch. <laughs> you know, like back in my day, but. <laughs> The
3: skinny guy sitting at the right. door with the yeah, yeah, that child,
1: <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it, it's really it's more important for me because I think about it in the in the sense of hospitality, right? If I was to if if I was to think about what guests cared about in the 80s and 90s when I was bartending and applied that to today I wouldn't be red, very successful. And strong, right? Yeah, red wrong is strong. You taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way we went. And it was it was like 100% fail safe too. But
2: <laughs> I know dude yeah. I do it, so I still uh, do yeah. it.
1: But you know it's like it, it it would make it would make no sense. So so you know I look at it at hospitality you have to treat you have to treat your team, our team with the same amount of hospitality as you as you would your guest if not more. Right, because if you do that, then it rolls downhill, and it yep. and it re- reflects the guest. Mm. Trying to rip them off is not; the math doesn't work out that it would make sense to for us to rip off one person for five dollars, unless right. they think that we're ripping off one hundred percent of the people a dollar at a time. Yeah, right. like it just makes no sense. Right, that'd be
2: like a hundred dollars.
0: We- yeah. Okay. Math yeah. check, please. What did we learn today, gentlemen? Bill, why don't you go first?
2: I will. Uh, ju- uh this one goes out to Mister Oxford from the first. Uh, the first review, Mr. Mr. In- Peanut. In- inter- Peanut, intersectionality, yes. Mr. Oxford. <laughs> if you go to the Occidental oh. website, like right there on the f- like the front, the very top of the page it says counterculture, and it's a it says a way of life and set of attitudes opposed to or at variance with the prevailing social norm. So in a sense, Mr. Intersectionality did have a point, <laughs> but I think that he kind of missed the point of the Occidental because it's about inclusivity and a little bit about punk rock, you know, which is all. But that, this I, was, that that review was Williams and Graham though. Oh well, see, I uh, well, faux pas because <laughs> that's okay. Now though. I'm reading reviews about one but location I, <laughs> thinking it's about <on> another location. <laughs> it's
0: all under the umbrella there. It, it is.
2: It, we 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 try to be ex- inclusive all the way across the board at both bars. And, and that includes including douchebags. You know, yeah. like you got to pepper in You're some welcome. some ass clowns here and there. You know, like so I get it. And I just like I, not only did I learn the definition of another word. But, like, it just kind of made me think about, like, I mean, what you're doing is a really uphill battle, you know? Okay. And uh, you're fighting the good fight, and that's going to come with a lot of cheap shots, apparently. Yeah.
1: We get reviews on who our guests waka are waka. all
2: the time. we get
1: If you look at some of the reviews, they review on, on who hangs out at the place. I don't have control over that. You don't have any that. control over that. No. You know? And I'm not going to turn anybody away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brad, what did you learn today?
1: Well, I, I, I'm going to
3: piggyback on... Bill, who just turned off the lights on us. I learned what intersectionality means. I mean, I did have to look it up. I'm like, all right, is that something that this guy just like, you know, started adding on different endings to the word? When I read that, it didn't, it wasn't negative to me. Like this guy is complaining about something that he doesn't like, or he takes issue with. But to me, I actually was like, okay, this is actually what bars are for. This is where people come to to talk, to have discussions, to be part of a culture, to, you know, enjoy themselves with, you know, with cocktails and beer and and whatever it is like that. That's that's what bars were all about. I mean, if you if you go back 150, 200 years, I mean, that's where everything happened. Right. Like, you know, the the. The side bets and gambling and the the conversations Mm -hmm. and I mean Bill had talked about Jerry Thomas an episode or or so ago and I mean you know like the and the bartender was at the center of it all Mm -hmm. and the people are what really make the bar vibrant Mm -hmm. and so if you have people who are talking about their intersectionality oppressions fantastic because they're probably in a place like Williams and Graham. They're probably legit, right? Like you you're you're just inviting people to be part of a culture, part of a community, and I don't I don't even read that as a bad thing. When I read it, I was like, this guy's a douchebag, but he's the douchebag in the situation while he's trying to turn it
1: around on everybody else.
0: Mhm. Hmm. Interesting. Sean, did you learn
1: anything today? Yeah, I'm I mean, did I learn anything? I mean, I learned that this drink that I created without without making it is actually tasty. <laughs> no, I I'd made this drink, but, um, you know, it's it's good. What I, what I learned every time I come here is, you know, sometimes I think that I, that what we do is in a vacuum. You know, it doesn't it doesn't affect anybody or nobody sees what we do every day, and and it feels, I feel. Appreciated, you know, when I, when I, when I come here, because I think that, that you guys see and, and we help others see others see what, what we in our industry go through every day, just to, just to have the energy to, um, to shine, shine this positive, this positive energy forward. You know, we have to refuel ourselves constantly and, and we have to find positivity within the things that we do so that we can, share that with people Mm -hmm. and you know it's podcasts like these where we can relate to people who are also in our industry and and you guys especially you know that that we we're all a a big community and 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 you know the the fact that that we back each other up and we can we can make light of these these very very strange and 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 negative reviews and and things of the sort and I, i love that and and i'll come back here anytime you guys ask for sure
0: awesome thank you careful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: I made a joke on the last episode
3: that we we're going to turn this into four stars yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah bring it
0: um, I learned today and I've known this but Sean you just you just really brought it to light more that people who walk up and you know you're like hey my name is Samantha we're taking care of you how you doing today give me vodka soda it's not me Yeah. and I have to remind myself every day at the airport it's not me, you know, guys. My name is Samantha. I'll be taking care of you. Can I get you a cup of coffee? Uh, yeah, I need a beer. Ooh. Okay, mm, cool. Yeah. We'll learn it's that when we open up at the airport. Me, um, and it's something. Like I said, it's something that I've known, but you just brought it to light again because I've. It's. I think a lot of a lot of the staff don't um, know it. I think we all get caught up in our own stuff. And Bill we, was just getting caught I, up in his own stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's tripping up the stairs. I think we get caught up in our own stuff every single day behind the bar on the floor. And we forget that it's not about me. It's about you. And what you're bringing to me is not about me. It's about yeah. you. And I need to overcome that. And, you know, I've, I've had people walk in recently and sit down at my tables and guys, how are we doing today? Oh man, we're so stressed. Well, it's the airport, of course. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, Our flight got delayed again. How can I make that better? Right. How can I make your day better? And my goal with every table I have is to make sure that out of the exhausting, stressful, overwhelming day, at the end of the day, if they reflect back on it and they're like, man, that server Samantha was really nice and she was calm and she was patient and empathetic that was a good time. You know, that half hour sitting down was a good Then I've, I've done my job. Right. And, and that just, you know, you saying it, I was like, yep, nope, that's right. It's not about oh, me.
1: I appreciate it. It's, it's everybody walks into your space. You hope that they leave in a better space than when they walked in. Yes. You, you know? Yeah. And, and that's especially in a stressful place like the airport. That, yeah. I know. know.
0: I, it's so funny. I've, we haven't traveled much, um, since the pandemic and I forget how stressful traveling is is and we we recently went out of state for a wedding and um it wasn't stressful for me because i now have both sides of it
4: mm-hmm.
0: but i can see where people freak out yeah. i can you know like people who sit down and like yeah what can i get for your drink oh can i get a bloody mary sure do you have your id oh,
4: yeah Wait,
0: where yeah. it's like calm down just breathe you got through security that's okay Take you take have time. it somewhere. That's okay. You know, it's just to me now traveling is it's like okay, it is what it is and if you get delayed that really sucks. Go find a bar. Go God, hide but somewhere. when you get
1: stuck in an airport that has no nothing no bar. that okay,
0: now that is <sighs> stressful. That's true. That is true. Or I got clothes. Oh, st- yeah, yeah, I got stuck in Kansas City one night
1: <laughs> in a snowstorm and it was not a single bar open. Oh. Yeah, it was not.
3: No, that's why it's important to travel <laughs> with shooters and not take them on the plane. That's no. true. So you just, you You're a little always personal flask. Them. Yep.
0: Yeah. So that's what I learned. It's just a reiteration there of, you know, just being patient, empathetic, and it's not about me. It's not yeah, me at all.
1: I, the ability to not take things personally is really, really important in our business. and It is. And it's it's not an easy thing to do. And nope. some, people, some people have to go scream into the walk-in every once in a while, but yep. it's how everybody – it's how you – process that because all that negative energy gets shot at you mm-hmm. to, and you have to absorb it and radiate positive and how you process that energy that that negative energy is really important in how you take care of yourself so
0: yes it is all right thank you very much for tuning in sean thank, thank you. you
1: my pleasure Yeah, thank anytime
3: you,
0: sean we we know you're you're a busy person yeah you do you're. get
1: to
3: travel again and you do get to do the things yeah. that you were worried on the, that you might not the road, get to do yeah i
1: was on the road like seventy percent this year. That's wow. amazing. Yeah.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Yeah, I have a hundred and sixty hotel nights this year. Oh Holy wow. Cow. That's a lot. Yeah.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening and for supporting us. We all truly appreciate you. I know it's redundant, but no joke. We do appreciate you because without you, there's no us. Without you, horrible Yelp reviewers, we're not here to make we fun of you. We wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, so thank you. Keep posting those crappy online reviews. For those of you that want to leave us a review, 3starspodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, 3starspodcast. You can go to Instagram, 3 stars podcast, or Facebook, 3starspodcast. Shoot us a lovely review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, Three what you want to hear. Three stars podcast. Just like that old <laughs> SNL subliminal man. Yeah. Three stars podcast. What you want to hear. If you have topic ideas, send them our way. We would love to hear your ideas. You know, this is an ever-evolving, um, organic podcast. So we're we're all about changing and shifting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Make sure to like, thumbs up, give a little heart, and come on back, you hear? Bye-bye now.
2: We can wrap this. You guys can keep recording if you want to, like, edit. Do some edit tutorial magic.